The Song Confessional Podcast is a co-production of KUT, KUTX Studios, and Good Taste Society. This is Walker Lukens, and you are listening to... the song confessional we record people telling us stories anonymously and then we give these anonymous stories that we call confessions to songwriters and bands who write and record an original song based on these confessions here on the podcast you're going to hear the confession you're going to hear the song and inspired and then an interview with the songwriter who wrote it I'm sitting here with my favorite little piece of heirloom jewelry. Tell them who you are, my emerald. What's up, guys? I'm Zach Catanzaro, and I guess I'm feeling green. Oh, that confirms uh, something I wanted to ask, which is, are emeralds green? They're very green. Because I know the color, the crayon color, the crayon color, emerald green. Yeah. (laughs) I grew up saying crayon. I don't know. That's some Houston shit right there. I like that. Emerald green. That's all I know about emeralds. Is that they're green, evidently. Why are uh, emeralds so rare? It seems like they had a heyday, and now nobody really talks about emeralds anymore. Like It's all diamonds these days. We should start another podcast where we ask questions like this that we don't know the answer yeah, to, yeah, which which the answers are readily available <laughs> on the internet. We'll call it pontification with Walker and Zach. And we and and how the podcast goes is we get to the point where there's a question and then there's a pause and we don't find the answer and then we go to the next one. I, I love that. Okay, great. <laughs> it's, it's got a rabid audience of two. Uh, I got a question you can answer. Okay, tell me that. Who's our guest this week? Alicia Lani, an amazing R&B singer from the city of Austin, Texas. Wait, our city? Our city. How did you discover her music? Uh, I first heard about her when she was nominated as a Black Fret artist a couple years ago. Um, I didn't see her performance, but I did see her on the lineup at ACL 2019. It was like she kind of got on my radar, you know, as right before things started closing down. Right about the same time, I saw her open for Mobley at Inside Mohawk. It was a really amazing show. I bet. Uh, Mobley Inside also? Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. bet that was fun. It was really awesome. His production in a small environment like that is perfect. Yeah. And and uh, for someone who has a modern R&B sound, she plays with a live band. Mm-hmm. And it was a really incredible show. She has a phenomenal voice. It carried the Super room. Super tight band, too. Yeah. Which you need for R&B. I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it ain't no rock show. 
I'm going to let you guys know that what you're going to hear on this song is not her band, but it is a tight fake studio band that you will learn more about later. Zach, what's the name of this song? The song is called Fool for You. And what can we say about the confession that inspired it? There's only a There's few, only a few reasons, reasons to call the New York City Fire Department. First, first, if there's a fire, there's a fire. It makes, sense. It makes sense, kind of in the name, kind of in there. The name there. Second, second, if there's a cat, in there's a cat in a tree. Third, third, you could also be a punk-ass punk teenager, teenager calling in a prank. In a prank. I really think you have to tell the ring one. You have this to. This is so ridiculous. You have to. You're, it's been going on for okay. all week. And it's been on the news? And it's been on the it's news. Been on Good like, Morning America. Yeah, People um, Magazine, Fox. <laughs> what? Fox tried to add him as a friend on Facebook. I was like, don't do that. <laughs> I was like, do you not add to, Fox, please. talk about this. Uh, I had been dating uh, my boyfriend for just under three years. We met at work, although we didn't report up to the same bosses. Um, <laughs> let's make this <laughs> let's just make this very clear. Um, <laughs> and uh, he proposed on New Year's Eve in New York at Prospect Park in Brooklyn. And the proposal itself was very straightforward and f- completely fine. It was Give at... a little more detail about the proposal. Okay, so, I, I don't know, he sourced this ring from Columbia someplace. I, I don't know the story. But um, it's a green um, emerald gemstone um, with a gold band. And it's very beautiful. It's very different, very vintage, it, it, you know. Um, and, uh, and so he... We went out to eat. We went to this nice restaurant with two of his... Um, with two other couples who I didn't realize were in on this and until after the fact. And then we went, ran over to Par- Prospect Park. They do fireworks in the park for free. Um, and so we, um, you know, at midnight, I saw that he had an alarm on his phone for 11.58. And I was, it, it didn't occur to me why he had an alarm. And um, he, there was a, like a, like an archway with a, it almost looked like Arc de Triomphe or like New York, like, uh, Washington Square Park in New York, that like archway thing. In in and, Prospect Park. Yeah, in yeah. Prospect Park, and it had um, a red, like Christmas tree or whatever. So he was like, "Go stand there, and I'll take a picture of you." And then he gave his phone to a friend, and he was like, "Oh, let, um, can you take a picture of the both of us?" And as we were standing there, and I'm thinking that we're getting ready to take a picture, he turns to me and he goes, "Do you remember when we were in Turks and Caicos two years ago, and we saw a shooting star, and you asked me what I wished for?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know, like what the fuck is happening?" And then I think I blacked out for the rest of it because I just saw, you know, I just saw him go down, and it was just I, I didn't I don't even think I said yes for a good five minutes because I just kept saying shut the fuck up, are you serious, are you for real, oh my god, is this happening, oh my god, are you sure? And then, um, finally said yes. (laughs) So, um, the ring, however, is too big, he never got it sized. So, I had it on for five minutes, but then I ended up taking it off, because I just didn't trust myself with it, and I'm not used to wearing rings. Um, and had joked with him in the past that, you know, we should just get Beyonce tattoos, you know, on our ring finger, or just give me a necklace, I'm less likely to lose it. Mm -hmm. And so I think I might have, like, jinxed myself two years ago without even realizing it. And so we go to a a, a local bar afterwards, and um, I mentioned that there were two other couples with us, so the women were encouraging me to put the ring back on, because they said, oh, you know, you should get used to wearing it, it's so nice, blah, blah, blah. So reluctantly, I put it back on. Fast forward to the end of the night, we're heading to the car to go home, and I opened the car door, and the car was parked um, in front of a church, conveniently, <laughs> or ironically, I should say, and there was a, um, like a metal grate, um, like a water basin, 
um, right in front of where the car was parked. And so when I opened the car door, the ring, the, the ring flung off my finger and fell into this grate. And in, in New York, in City. New York City. So like, oh. it could be anything. It could be a sewer, which I was afraid is was what it was. I mean, it was just really. It just was the worst. A moment of silence. And like- and so you know, my partner was quiet for a good hour and change. We didn't exchange any words. He was just. He looked so defeated. But when I looked over the crate, I realized that it wasn't like a sewer. It it had a, it had an ending to it, and maybe dropped like five to eight feet. I don't know. Um, but you can, if you flash your light down, you could see where the ring fell. Oh so it's like 3.30 in the morning, and we're trying to figure out how the hell to get this thing out. Because obviously we're ill-prepared for anything like this. We call 911, we call 311, we call 911 again. Finally, we end up at the FDNY, the fire department's um, local engine house, wait for them to come back from a run, and then just beg and plead with them to help us. They come, the entire fire truck, five firemen come. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> and they made this like makeshift con- contraption to fish it out for us. Um, and it was, a, it was just really, really thoughtful of them. They didn't have to do that. It's not an emergency. They're not supposed to do that, technically, but... Um, and then I I wanted to highlight the efforts of the FDNY, so I sent like a, a cute little quick thing to Eyewitness News New York, ABC7. And w- unbeknownst to me, they ended up uh, wanting to run with the story. So we went and like did an interview with them. This was like two days ago, three days ago. They aired it, um, I think, on the, th- on the 2nd, January 2nd. And wow. then Good Morning America picked it up. So Good Morning America po- posted it yesterday. And then subsequently Fox News people... Um, all of the local ABC News affiliates have been picking it up. So I've been getting messages from, like, the random people, like, oh, my God, I saw you in the news. I can't believe this happened, whatever, whatever. What a, what a cute story. We're so glad you got the ring back. You should make the FDNY part of the wedding or make him the ring bearer. <laughs> so, that is amazing. Um, Incredible. So this is real time. This happened, like, a couple days ago. You can't really make this shit up. And now we're here in Cali. I had this trip planned with two of my best friends for, like, the last two months. And so we have a friend who lives here in San Francisco. So my girlfriend and I are here um, just seeing where the day takes us while he's working. And then we fly out tomorrow. So all this shit is happening while we're here in San Fran, (laughs) just dicking around, going around, shooting the shit. (laughs) So that's the story. Man, that's an amazing story. Can you believe that? It's just you can't make the shit up. I'm telling you, this is our life. And given her luck, he's she's always somebody that's like susceptible to yeah, some I'm kind just, of shit like this. I'm just very like I'm I'm not graceful at all. I'm very clumsy <laughs> and I also feel like I jinxed myself two years ago by saying like I'm not used to wearing rings, this shit is oh gonna happen God. one day. So Ma- I you know <laughs> I, and I'm not wearing the ring because it still needs to be sized. So, you know, I'm just trying to stay under the radar. <laughs> Man, that, that. Meanwhile, Instagram, Meanwhile. <laughs> her emails, everything going crazy. Yeah. So, wow. And so, so obviously things are okay between you and your fiance. Yes. <laughs> Man, but that hour must have been so. Yeah, it was terrifying. Just terrible feeling. I mean, it was just like, is this a bad omen? Like, is this does this mean this shouldn't we should rethink this? Like, what the fuck is this about? You know. And then the church is right in front of there. I was like, is this God trying to fuck with us? I was worried. I was worried that when you, the way you, y'all prefaced it, I thought that maybe what you were gonna tell me was that they're the still ring. trying to find the ring, and that's how it was gonna end. I was like, oh. <laughs> that would have been awesome. He did try to get it like three times, and it fell back. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. So when the firefighters were trying to fish it out, like it dropped once or twice before they were actually able to get it out. And, and it, I, it was okay. Like it, the, the actual ring itself is okay. 
I, I think so, yeah. I came home, I Clark's wiped it, I, I plugged up all my drains at home because then I just got really nervous. <laughs> this is like 4 o'clock in the morning on New Year's Day. It was a shit show. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And now here's Fool for You by Alicia Lani.
well, you just heard that brand spanking new Alicia Lani track. Uh, Jim, you worked on that uh, at Public Hi-Fi while me and Zach were in San Francisco at a conference. So we we gave that confession to you guys at maybe noon. Yeah, noon. Yeah. noon and she r- r- wrote that song. Right. In the studio with you and Wes. Right. Correct? Yes. What was it like? (laughs) I mean, you actually play drums on that. Yeah. Which you you never do when you're... Pretty much no. Uh, I mean, um, I thought she may bring in a band. We Well, she was going to. Oh, okay. So I thought a band was coming in, and then she came in, and she thought she was just singing, like, top-line stuff over some track uh, that's probably a failure let's blame, blame Rylan yeah let's do for that, that miscommunication yeah. <laughs> uh. um, but <laughs> okay. after a after a fairly quick discussion uh, I was like okay I need to get someone over here to help so that's when I called Wes you called Wes utility man Wes yes and so on the track that we just heard uh, what is Wes play Wes is playing everything so except playing, drums. So you play drums. He's playing bass, Rhodes, some other crazy keyboard. Yeah, there was another keyboard solo kind of thing with the delay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little guitar too, I think. Yeah, yeah. Who did that? He did the sax solo. Oh no, <laughs> uh, Jason Frey did the sax solo. Mm, okay. I, I texted him and I'm like, "Hey man, sax solo. I just it's just eight bars. Can you come over?" So, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, and, and uh, but but it's weird when she so she was writing it and she we listened to the confession. Uh, she stepped outside and so she started doing the melodies and stuff like that, getting the words, and then um, that took a little while. But then Wes came in and he worked with her to get the chords around the melody. Then we cool. then we started discussing like, okay, his sounds like a chorus part. This is a, a verse part. Let's hold room for a bridge. So we started constructing the song uh, on the fly. That's very cool. I, I've never written a song, nor do I know many people who've written songs where they write the melody before the chords. Oh, right, yeah. Usually it comes at the same time. So yeah. that, that to me is completely foreign. Kat Edmondson. Yeah. She did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's really, very, really very impressive to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That The song has a kind of breezy quality right you know it feels very like top down right summary how how is that achieved how do you how do you make a song sound like that um i don't know i mean i feel like what we were trying to do was just take her vocal line and figure out what a good um bass or backing track um would be for it, you know? Yeah. So if you can imagine just hearing the melodies, you do sort of get that breezy feeling, Mm -hmm. you know? So then you can think of the drums and the bass and the guitar sort of supporting that, or at least going down that vibe. So, uh, we may have discussed it, or I feel like, again, with listening to the melody, you can get a tempo, you know? Uh, And then you sort of, I think we had like some sort of little drum machine that I set up, uh, that she was like singing along with mm-hmm. so we could get a feel and a tempo. And then um, I'm like, yeah, th- 
let's try to do real drums. So that's when I track the real drums. If this confession was like a blockbuster rom-com, this is definitely the song that plays over the ending credits. Yeah, totally. It, it, yeah. it took that aspect of the story and really, um, or really, I guess that feeling from the story of it being like a all's well that ends well love story thing. Right. And captured in the music very, very well. Well, we were going to talk about this and more in our interview with Alicia. Interview. 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 What's the name of your song? Fool for You. Your song is called Fool for You. I had uh, to think about it. I'm the worst with that. Like, yeah. I won't name an album until like a month before <laughs> I'm about to release it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this confession, what was the confession about in your in your own words? Like, what do you remember from it? So what I remember is a young lady being proposed. Um, young man, unfortunately, did not know her ring size. She thought about tinkering the idea of wearing it. She thought maybe she should, maybe she shouldn't because it's too big. But she said, fuck that. I'm rocking the rock. <laughs> yeah. And she had too much fun and it fell down a drain. And I think it was a $40,000 ring. And it became news. Like they had the whole news and everything, everybody, fire marshals, everything trying to yeah, get was- this ring. And he still <laughs> married her, yeah. which was great. You know what I'm saying? So what I took from that song is that, you know, I've been there. Like I've been a klutz. I've been a a little dutz when I've been in love or I've been around somebody that just makes me feel special. And uh, she was just caught in the moment. <laughs> I, I like that you you really latched on to the happiness in the story, you know? Like yeah. in the song feels really really happy yeah. and really joyous. Yes. Have you ever lost anything really important to you? Yeah, yeah. all the time. All the time? <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, I lost jewelry like crazy. My mom stopped buying me jewelry. <laughs> I was a very uh, active child. So, And my, my glasses. Like I remember one time I got hit in the face with a dodgeball. My glasses just broke right there on my face. <laughs> Oh, my God. It felt like somebody just slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> my face was red all day. <laughs> One thing that was interesting about the confession is that it was actually happening at the time that she told the story. You know? Like, she w- it was on the news then. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was, like, some shit that happened, like, No, it was, like, currently, currently on the news. Wow. Uh, yeah. Do I, if I recall, I think she said it was in New York. She, I know. She, how the fuck she get everybody to come get that ring for her? I know, it's wild. In New York. Yeah, you would you would think there would be way more important things to deal with. Yeah, like I can give so many other examples. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Crazy. How do you feel about uh, about grand romantic gestures like this? Like if you were proposed to this way, how would you react? I think it. I'd be excited i'd be i think it'd be beautiful you know like grand gestures that's you know that's a lot of thought process you know what i'm saying that's premeditated so i feel like like yeah that's he means that you know yeah yeah i think uh i think she seemed she seemed to be into it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well some people that you know they're really shy 
they would hate that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's, let's talk about the song that you wrote a little yes. bit here. So, yes. how, first off, how did, you, how did you start writing music? How did you, be, how did you, when did you first become a musician? Like writing a, poems. Really? Yeah, and then when I would recite them, they would kind of sound like raps. <laughs> and then I would, like, go back and make them sound like songs. So how old were you when you... Started writing? Yeah. Elementary school. Okay, so you started I was a writing. nerd, so I would finish my work really early, and I would sit at my desk. And just write poems? I, and I would get bored, yeah. And, and so when did you start singing? Uh, in elementary school. In elementary school, too? <laughs> As... As uh, soon as I was old enough to participate in the talent shows, I was singing like Janet Jackson, Mary J. Blige songs and stuff. So, okay, wow. Yeah. So you've been singing and writing since you were in elementary school. And how do you, do you play any instruments? I want to. I want to learn so bad. I love bass guitar, but I have a keyboard and I have an acoustic guitar at the crib. How do you, so how do you write songs? You write the words, you write the vocal melodies, and then what happens? I just write the song, or I'll write to the beat. I'm very flexible when it comes to my creative process, because I don't like to be boxed in. Um, so I can write a song without a beat. I can write a song with a beat. Mm-hmm. I can help create the beat. <laughs> Is your band like a fixed lineup of the same musicians that you work with? Uh, yeah, I, I do. Uh, I do have some subs sometimes, of course, you know, not everyone can make it. They do work with different people, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, yeah, I usually have the same set of guys. And that's who you write with primarily? I write alone, honestly. Um, I've never even tried to see if they could write. They just play and they just let me write because they know I, I just, I go, I, I love to write. It's like my passion. So what, what was it like then to step into public hi-fi and work with, some musicians you never worked with before to write the song? It was very interesting. I love a challenge. Yeah. And I don't like to be too comfortable, so mm-hmm. I was in my element. <laughs> and, and how many hours did it take to write that song? Uh, I think I was there maybe with recording and writing. Mm-hmm. Five. Five hours? Yeah. And that was with a lot of uh, smoke breaks. <laughs> <laughs> that is really, really quick. Yeah. So you recorded the vocal. Wow. Yes. And it was, it wasn't easy, but it kind of came to me, like, especially with the first line that helped me out a lot. Like, cause I was, that would be a phrase I would say like, oh, I got this story. I can't make this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. here it is, you know? What, do you have a lyric that you're most proud of? Yeah. Fall on my face and get up and kiss you again. <laughs> That's a good lyric. Yeah. I, I think it was just so cute. Like. Yeah. You know, I'm a klutz, I'm a dutz, but I'm going to get right back up for you, baby. <laughs> for this song, were you channeling your own experience to to find the emotion for this? Or could you just get into the confessor's emotion? I kind of did both. Yeah. I kind of did both. So I did. you've had experiences like this then? Oh, I've had terrible experiences that I'm not going to disclose, so please do not ask. But, no, no, but... <laughs> No, no, but I just mean, uh, I just mean like you've fallen in love and felt this feeling before. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. that to me, that 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 uh, that comes across in the song. Yeah, I think. it feel it feels like you you took something from the confession and uh, and made it more general than just the story that we heard. Yeah, in, in a great way. I think it's awesome. 
we, yeah. we really love the song. Thank you so much. It was so fun to write. Like, uh, it was the cutest shit ever I've written. <laughs> the cutest shit ever. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think it's yeah, pretty cute. Yeah, like, I'll, when I hear this song, I think of kittens and shit. Like, it's cute. <laughs> you, think, uh, you think you could be friends with this confessor? Yes, I could. I think I could. I think I could. She seems nice. I, you know, I, I listened to this confession, you know, a year and a half ago or whatever. Whenever we did this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. But, you know, noted. Yeah. This was done a year and a half ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but one thing I thought when I listened back to it was like, oh, man, this woman's a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. And, like, her and her fiancé seem, seem pretty nice. Yeah. We could be friends. Yes. What are, uh, what are your songs normally about? Uh, it depends on my vibe and my mood. Yeah. But mainly it's just about, like, love, companionship, not even just in a relationship, but friendship, hardships. Um, I, I do a lot of subtle, I've done a couple subtle fuck you songs. <laughs> you know? It's important. It's very important. Yeah. So I guess it just depends on my vibe. Um, I've I, It's been a minute since I've done some bedroom songs, and mm-hmm. my fans are really... Yo, when we gonna get some bedroom Lonnie songs? <laughs> so it's 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 in the works for shout. It's in the, it's in the works. Bedroom Lonnie songs is a good phrase. I oh like yeah, that. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so writing about this wasn't like a big stretch for you. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. What else? I mean, what else do you remember from this experience of writing? What like what? Do you have any other memories of being at the studio? Or? The studio was amazing. Yeah. I liked the layout and everything. Everyone was so nice and accommodating, and they were very, um, giving me a lot of feedback, you know. And yeah. I was very taking that in, you know what I'm saying? Because we're all working together on this, and yeah. I think we talked about how unprepared I was. <laughs> well, it, so- it sounds like we didn't make sure you knew what was up. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of like bamboozled a little. But yeah. No, I liked it though. I like surprises. I'm very spontaneous, so I adapted very well. Yeah. Are you gonna play this song live with your band? I want to. Mm-hmm. I would love to use this song for anything. So, so are you married? I am going through a divorce. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I just filed that. my uh, last paperwork this week. So. Damn. Didn't I'm sorry work. to hear it's that. It's okay. No, don't be sorry. Do you feel like, uh, do you feel like, uh, was it a mutual parting? No, it was not. Not at all? No, it wasn't. Unfortunately, it was not. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I guess, I'm curious, like, listening back to the song and thinking about this experience that, that the confessor was having, you know, I guess that was probably a couple of years ago couple of years ago for you that you were proposed to and got married, right? Before, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a while ago before her uh, confess. Yeah. No need to be that. No, it's a good thing. It's yeah. a really good thing. I'm, you know, I'm in a great place. Uh, I've, I haven't recognized my peace in a while, and I'm loving it. I'm loving my space. You know, my, me and my kid, we're great. You know, everything's great. We still co-parent and everything, you know, but things you know people grow apart yeah you know so and we got together really young and we were together for about almost 12 years damn yeah you know so we were gone we were together for a really long time yeah you really tried that is a long time i did yeah i did i did try yeah (laughs) yeah i feel like i feel like covid really uh 
being being locked down with another person really forces whatever's going to happen to happen, you know? I don't mean to make this sound shitty, but uh, my shit happened way before COVID. Oh, really? <laughs> well, it happened November. Like, that's when we kind of, like, really separated and was not living together. And so when COVID hit, um, I'm not going to hold you. I was thankful that, you know, I was in a space where we weren't together. Living together? Because... Woo, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to leave that, woo, <laughs> leave that there. <laughs> yeah. It's been very tough. It's been very, very tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds good you weren't in the same place then. Right, right. It was, uh, you know, a good thing that, you know, things just happened when it did. And unfortunately, I had to make that happen. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I still believe in love. I still love love, and I still love seeing people in love, mm-hmm. and I love me. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> love my kid. You know, I'm I'm good. Like I feel like the old Lonnie, <laughs> you know, the Lonnie that I ain't seen in, since I was 19 or 20. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm in my 30s now, so it's like I feel like I'm in my 20s. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I mean, the last time I went through a big breakup, that's how I felt. I felt so much younger. Yeah, you know. get to do all the things that we want to do. You know? yeah. I mean, one, one thing that, that we could note here is that we had to we had to give this confession to someone because we were doing an event and uh, there were bands simultaneously working in Austin on confessions from the event where we were. So we had to give the first one we got that day. And honestly, when I first heard it, I wasn't really taken with it at all. Uh, but I love Fool for You, which helped me think more highly of the confession. And as I go back, she's a great storyteller. She's a really good storyteller. She yeah. she really like ha- developed the arc extremely effectively. Kind of thought that you had already heard the peak, and then you didn't because there's this little twist that happens. And then even after the twist that it kind of gets brought back up again when the fire department gets involved and the news picks it up and like yeah. it does head a pretty cool place and and she told it very well cuz i i mean proposal stories are kind of like drug stories we figured out they're all the same like everybody yeah, they are all the everybody same. loves them because it's personal and you're in love and it matters but when you just hear a lot of them they're most aren't that unique mm-hmm. but this one ended up you know, being really fun and and she really did tell the story in an incredible way it makes sense why you know news stations wanted to pick it up and it has a very uh, bougie, upper-middle-class warning for all people who are trying to give jewelry to other people, which is always get the ring size, <laughs> Always y'all. get the ring size. That's the new Song Confessional motto. Welcome to Song Confessional. Always get the ring size. That new Song Confessional theme song was written and performed by myself, by Zach Catanzaro by James Wesley Essery, and by Sam Pankey. It was engineered and produced by Jim Eno, with assistant engineering by Grant Epley. It was mastered by Chris Longwood. The Song Confessional Podcast is produced by me. And me. And Aaron Blackerby, Jim Eno, Ryland Kettery, Mike Lee, and distributed by KUTX. 
Fool for You was written by Alicia Lani. It was performed by her, by James Wesley Esri, by Jason Frey, and by Jim Eno. It was produced and engineered by Jim Eno with assistant engineering by Grant Epley. And a special thank you to Alicia Lani for being a part of this project. We couldn't do it without people like you. And also thank you to Visit Austin for sending us to San Francisco where we got this confession. If you enjoyed our podcast, the best thing you can do is share your favorite episode with a friend. Beyond that, the next best thing you can do is follow along on whatever social media channel you like at Song Confessional for the latest episodes, song clips, confession clips, and all sorts of other stuff. 